everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 98 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Last week, we talked about how there really is no finish line and how our life and our running is just one long journey. But today, we're going to talk about the concept of maps and destinations and how if you don't have a destination in mind or a map to get there, you don't want to just wander around aimlessly. You need a path. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So when I started this whole self-improvement thing, one of the guys I started listening to was Brendan Burchard, and he often uses a line that says, the time to have the map is before you enter the woods. It's, it's nice to have sort of a plan in place to sort of let you know how to start the journey. kind of gives you a, a, a heads up on what's going to be, be coming up ahead. Yeah, I guess we can call this our vacation-inspired episode since we've been <laughs> on vacation this week out in California. And like we said last week, you know, last week, if you haven't listened to episode 97, go back and listen to that because that was a really good episode where we talked about how there really is no finish line. And, and our health journey and our running journey is just that. It's a lifelong journey and we should be working towards different checkpoints along the way. But you still need a map. You still need a path. You need to still have some idea of where you're going in order for you to have any chance of getting there. Well, otherwise you just sort of walk in circles because you're not even sure what direction you're heading. Right. You can literally like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to go this direction. And some people will go, you know, gung-ho in one direction, pause for a little bit, and then go gung-ho in another direction. It turns out they just went right back to the starting line. Right. You need a, you need a map that sort of guides you along. It gives you a, a sense of security that you know where you're heading and it's not just random movements. Right, because you need to at least see the next few steps clearly. You might not know the exact destination that you're getting to. Like, obviously, on a map, if you're going on vacation, you should probably have a destination in mind, but sometimes you might not. Maybe sometimes you want to go backpacking through Europe, and people do this a lot, and they go to Europe, and they they pick a starting point, okay? So they obviously have to pick a starting point, which for you is today, or maybe it was like a week ago, or maybe it was a month ago, but we're all starting fresh every single day. So the day that you're listening to this podcast, pick this as your day one. You need a starting point, and then you need a general idea of where you're going. At a minimum, you need the next few steps. You need to clearly see those next few steps to kind of figure out where you want to go. I think having the next few steps also like maintains your motivation because it gives you confidence that what you're doing day by day is progressing you somewhere mm -hmm. instead of just going out and running or I'm just going to try this random strength program or whatever it is by having a map by having sort of a plan a guide to follow along you have some confidence that if I do these few steps I, w I should head towards the direction of my destination it might not be a perfect straight line we've talked about this over and over that you know just a following a certain set of workouts will not necessarily get you exactly to the finish line, but you know that with the map, you're heading in a good general direction and you can have confidence in that. Right. And you have to think about the quality of your map too, because if there's too little detail, that map isn't very useful because you can't clearly see the path. Like a globe, if you look at a globe, it's not very helpful in navigating the city streets around you or to help you get from here to California. Like you can't really, you can see the general idea, but you can't actually get there. 
Yeah, it's funny that you said this is like the the vacation uh, podcast because the girls, when I was on the plane, this is where I, I outlined this thing. And, you know, in the back, back of that magazine on the plane, it's got sort of the big giant picture of the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then since it was a domestic flight, it also then has just a picture of the United States. Right. And they're like, where are we? And where are we? Well, we're at 30,000 feet plus and just flying somewhere between Texas and California. And it's not like you look down and it's color coded like the snazzy maps of the United States of like, oh, there's the green state and the blue state. So I'm kind of looking down and trying to ballpark roughly where we are i'm like uh we're about here and just sort of pointed to a space somewhere in new mexico ish Mm -hmm. because that was as good as i could get it was a very big broad map and we were at thirty thousand feet if you're trying to figure out in detail what the next step is how to get to the store around the corner that map is not going to be really useful for you in life if you, you've got a map that's like, this is where I want to be in 20 years, but it doesn't tell you where you're going to get to in the next day. It's not the most useful map. Like, it's helpful to sort of have, like, a, a big picture, but you also need some details along the way. Right, but if the map has too much detail, it can get very overwhelming. You can't teach someone to walk by explaining how every single muscle needs to fire in coordination because... That would just make it seem impossible and you would get just frozen and overwhelmed because if you're like, oh, well, first you have to fire your gastrocnemius and then your quadriceps have to kick in and then this and then that. Like, no, that's not what you do. It's like sometimes you do need to see the big picture, the bigger picture. Like it doesn't have to be the huge picture, but sometimes you need to see the bigger picture and you can't get bogged down in so much of the details that you just feel frozen and overwhelmed, which I think a lot of us can feel that way because we know that there's so many things that we should be doing in our running, in our health, like should I do this, should I do that? And there's so many details and so many different little parts that some people feel like they have to make a decision about right now that they just feel overwhelmed and then just don't do anything. I know I struggled a bit with this one when I got into coaching of trying to figure out what workout would be most ideal for the kids on that day of like, oh, well, let's do quarter repeats, but should we do eight quarter repeats or 10 quarter repeats? And why is it always an even number? How come 11 isn't the correct number? And then, You do make all of your workouts even numbers, actually. I know I do. Yeah. There's there's not a reason. They could just as easily do nine and probably get almost the exact same benefits because the details don't matter. You just have to decide which one you're going to do that day and it's going to be fine. Like the difference between, oh, well, I need to hit these these quarters in 90 seconds per lap. Or well, what if you what if you don't? What if you hit them in 92 seconds? Is that workout completely shot and you're not getting any benefit from it? No, it's going to be fine. When people get so wrapped up in teeny tiny details and they're trying to decide, you know, exactly what the pacing needs to be and how much recovery and how many sets and it just it gets overwhelming and you think that it's so critical of hitting these exact number of splits with the exact rest in this exact pace and it it's not your body's going to adapt to putting some stress onto it yeah i was just reading a book yesterday that was talking about this and i think that an interesting point to make too is that the added stress of worrying so much of whether or not you're doing the right thing actually is a negative towards you. Like if you just pick something and move forward with it with confidence, you're going to get good results. Because if you worry so much and are constantly second guessing yourself, whether or not you're doing the right thing and, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Maybe I should be doing this. Like that is a lot of extra stress on you. And like 
I've read about this when it comes to running, when it comes to eating. Like there are people that stress out over every single bite of food they take. And that added stress is actually inhibiting their weight loss journey or their healthy journey. Because then they're full of all the stress hormones. Yeah, because their stress hormones <laughs> are through the roof because they're so worried if they're eating the right thing. And so if you can just eat or if you can just run or if you can just live your life without that added level of stress over whether or not you're doing the exact right thing, the the eeny, you know, incy wincy details, incy wincy eeny. wincy. I don't I like know. It. I'm, I'm, I'm like not thinking straight today. <laughs> but those minute details, if they are correct, you know, like if you don't, if you can just get away from worrying about every single tiny little detail, you're going to be better off. Well, it's what we talked about in the last episode of the, the perfectionist problem. The problem with perfectionist is before they can even start, they need to make sure that the map is 100% spot on correct mm-hmm. and that they will never at all slightly stumble along this journey. That's not the point of a map. The point of a map is not to make sure that you never step on a stone off, like off to the edge ever, ever so slightly. The point of the map is to get you in the general direction of where you're heading. Right. You know, even with the, the GPS talking at you in the car, it's going to get you in a ballpark. But when you get awfully close to the destination, you still need to open up your eyes and be like, oh, look, there it is over on the right side. And I should actually take that parking space over on the left. You still need to provide some common sense to it. Too. Yeah. But, you know, what good is a map without a destination? Because if you're not sure where you want to go, a map can't take you anywhere. Like you can just stare at a map all day long and you're not going to go anywhere until you just make a decision of where you want to go. Then a map is just endlessly frustrating because then all a map can do is show you this limitless possibilities of all the the places that you could go, but you don't have a destination. So you're just like, ooh, I could do that. Or maybe that. Ooh, look at this pretty shiny thing over here. But without a destination, the map is just a picture of things that you could do, but aren't currently doing. Right. But... That trip can be long or short, but you at least need an idea of where you're heading, which is why a long-term vision and a short-term checkpoints along the way are really the ideal way to go on any sort of journey. Right. The the destination, it, uh, it sort of helps remove that frustration. You look at the map and it clarifies it. It says, I don't even need to look at the bottom of it. I'm heading in this direction. My destination is that way. And it removes a lot of this frustration and confusion. You're you're not focusing on other routes that you could take. You're like, okay, I'm here on the map. I need to head that direction. So I'm going to go that direction. It allows you to to work if if there's details. If you get sick, you still know where your destination is. Maybe it's a little bit of a detour but you still know the general direction that you're heading in you need you need some end in mind and you need to have these checkpoints along the way to make sure that you're still generally heading that direct correct direction because it's never a perfect straight line yeah when I was in Italy back in college like I studied abroad for in college in, in London and some friends and I went to Italy for a week, which was such an amazing trip. And we went to a region of Italy called the Cinque Terre, which is five little tiny little towns in Italy along the coast. And you basically, I mean, these towns are amazing. They're basically untouched by time. Like the the one town doesn't even have cars in it. At least it didn't back 20 years ago or, oh my God, how oh long? My word. Ah, when I was there, <laughs> not quite 20 years ago, but so 
there are these towns and you can get to them by train. You can get to them by hiking paths. Like there's all, there's different ways that you can get because they're not that spread out. They're along the coast. And so we decided, my friends and I decided that we were going to take a train from um, Pisa into the fourth town, which is Vernazza. And so, and then we were going to hike from the fourth town to the fifth town. And so off we go and we, we had our map and we had our, you know, backpacks on and it was supposed to be about an hour long walk and we just started walking and somewhere along the way, I'm not sure exactly what happened. We took a wrong turn (laughs) and we ended up hiking up the mountain. Like it was, it was the path that we had originally chosen was a pretty straight path. It was a pretty flat path right along the coast. It was, there's a little bit of hiking through the mountains. Right. It's along the coast. It's going to be a little bumpy. Yeah. But basically we went up this mountain and we're like, I mean, an hour and a half in two hours. And we're like, where did we go? And I just want some wine. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, ultimately we had realized that we had taken the wrong path and, but you know, we knew that we were still going the same, the right direction because we could still see the town. Like you can still see it. We know we're moving in that direction. So it's just a matter matter of whether or not we were going to get there and when we were going to get there. But we also got to see so many beautiful things along the way. Like we, we found this amazing cemetery that was so gorgeous, just overlooking the ocean. Like we, we had some, you know, we were joking around that we were um, like – off-roading it because there were a lot of branches and down trees and things that we had to crawl over. So it was a lot more rugged than we had planned for, but we still got there. So even though we had this reroute, you could we could still we still knew what our destination was and and we were still able to get there and it was actually a very beautiful path and ended up taking over 3 hours, but we still got to where we were going because we knew the destination. Well, yeah. And because you, you knew it and you could still essentially see the destination through most of the path, yeah. even though you weren't taking the most direct route, by having that security of knowing roughly where you were going, that you were still generally heading in the right path, mm-hmm. you then knew that you could enjoy what you were doing. Right. Even if your path wasn't exactly what you were aiming for, mm-hmm. you could enjoy the path that you were on. Right. And we always knew, too, that if we got to a point where it looked like we couldn't go on, we could just turn around and go back the same way that we came until we found the spot where we went wrong in the first place. Like, you can find that fork, and that's the beauty of having those checkpoints along the way. Like, if you have those checkpoints, maybe you decide to go in one direction and you realize, oh, this isn't the right way that I should be going. You can go backwards. You can go back to that checkpoint where you were before and and choose a different path. Right, which kind of leads to this this point that you wanted to bring up here is sometimes the destination actually needs to change. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a variety of reasons. Maybe the the plan, the path that you were heading for, that destination no longer becomes a safe route to take. Yeah, you know, if if you've Whatever the big picture is, maybe there's a checkpoint along the way that there was a race that you were going to run and you hurt your back or you hurt your knee or there's something you're like, oh, I really still want to run that. But it's just it's not a safe choice. You know, if you've got this farther away destination, maybe that checkpoint is not a safe point. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I need to push that destination. It's going to take me a little bit longer to get there. But it lets you know that you're still going. Maybe the path that you're on, it just loses its fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times this can happen 
people choose a race and it's a big race and then they get into the grind of training and the training can become that sometimes it can become a grind where people can lose their sense of fun when it comes to training sometimes yeah i think uh i think that's why like you're you know search the internet find a marathon plan they're all 16 weeks because at 16 weeks you really have about a month where you're just like this is terrible Mm -hmm. if the plan goes much longer than 16 weeks every extra month that you put into it you're literally adding another month of this is terrible Mm. because it just it's that middle portion when you first start you're excited when you're close enough to the race you're excited but in that middle part where you've got all these high mileage you've got long runs most weekends and you're just like i'm too far away from the race to see it and i'm too far from the start to still be like "Woo, this is something new and exciting and it's just grinding along sometimes you have to get through that but sometimes if you've lost all of the fun out of out of the journey that you're on out of your health journey, whether it's eating or running or whatever it is, if it's no longer fun ever, like any day you wake up and just like, this is awful. Then maybe you need a new path. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe you need a new destination to be heading for. You're going to have days that are going to be a little like, eh, that's not my favorite workout. Eh, I don't, I don't want to do this because it doesn't, you know, training for a marathon, training to run your fastest 5k ever, you're going to have days that are painful, that are, that hurt, that you are not looking forward to that day. But if you're completing workout after workout and afterwards you're still feeling like, ah, that's awful. You know, sometimes on these, on these training runs, it's, you might not look forward to a 20 miler, but afterwards you can be satisfied and happy that you did it. Mm-hmm. If you're never finding that joy, you might need a new path. Right. And I think that takes us to our next point, which sometimes that destination can lose its meaning to you. So that would be a very good time to change your path or to change your journey. Because if you don't, if you no longer find meaning in what you're doing, why are you still doing it? Why are you still on that path? And like Kevin said, like say you picked a race and you wanted to train for it and you decided you wanted to run your first marathon, but in the grind, in the training of it all, your life just explodes or implodes. Like, you know, things get crazy. Stress is all over the place. Running just becomes this chore and this thing that you have to do. It becomes this thing that's making your body sore and tired and it's not letting you show up for the rest of your life well. Like, sometimes that can happen. Like, to other people, running is the opposite. Running can provide joy and relief and stress, you know, uh, stress reduction and help you show up better in your life. And that's that's our goal. That's what we think that running can be but if it doesn't if it becomes this grind that you no longer find meaning in and then you think ahead and say well why did I ever want to run that marathon in the first place and even if you've already paid for it like do you still want to do it like does that marathon still have meaning for you and if it does that will help you to get through those tough patches like when you have those tough patches of your training like we said everyone will go through if you at least if you can look ahead and say yeah but that really means a lot to me like I still really want to do this this is something that means something to me then you you know you you are still on the right path you are still on the right journey because that destination still has meaning for you Yeah, that's why the destination needs to be your destination. That's why having a destination that's carefully picked out matters. Because then you don't accidentally follow somebody else down their path Mm -hmm. towards their destination. Right. Because you sign up for a marathon or, you know, you're a half marathon, whatever it is, you you join your friend in in their health journey. Mm -hmm. If you're like, oh, yeah, we should get healthy together. But you're really just doing it to be with them. That's not your path, which means that's not your destination, 
which means you might not have a whole lot of motivation towards it. So when it gets tough, you're more likely to just, you know, throw in the cards, essentially. You need to be on your path. You need to head towards your destination. This reminds me of like a workout last summer that I did. You You started laughing as I was going there. (laughs) I know. Like, so last summer I was training with my friend and she was training for her first marathon. She had some speed work to do and she sent it to me and I looked at it and I was like, oh, that looks awful. I don't want to do that. And then you made some comment to me and it was basically like challenging whether or not I could even do it. And I was like of course I can do this workout. What are you talking about? Of course I can. I just don't know if I want to. Well, that's how I get you to do any workout that looks tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure you're prepared for that well, workout. Well, you've only used that strategy on me once that I know of, at least that you've admitted to. <laughs> so so I was like, shoot, I'm going to – well, now I have to go do this workout because I have to pro- prove Kevin that I can do it. And so I went out and we crushed the workout and we came back. And I was like, ha, I told you I could do it. And you're like, I knew you could. And I was like, what are you talking about? You challenged me yesterday. And you're like, yeah, because you needed a reason to do that workout for you. Just doing it for your friend wasn't going to be enough to get you through that one. No, that was, it was, I don't remember what the workout was at all. I don't all. either. But it doesn't it was, matter. It was way too hard of a workout for you to have tried and completed that workout just to support your friend. Just to support, well, and then like, that's, what, that's what I was going into it first. And you were a phenomenal friend, but to try and grind out, you know, let's say five by a mile at 5K pace, yeah. that's not a workout that you're going to do just to support somebody. That is just brutal so you know you need your destination because your destination has your motivation for it right because chasing someone else's destination is ultimately just going to leave you feeling unfulfilled because you didn't put your own stamp on it you didn't put your own meaning in it like there has to be some sort of meaning in it for you because if you're chasing someone else's destination on someone else's path like what does that actually mean for you Which takes us to our final point, that the destination is not found in some race or some PR that you're searching for. That's not a great final destination. You can't win at the race of being a healthy, happy, fulfilled person. There's not finishing it, you get your trophy, and you've won the game. You know, you're not going to cross a finish line and be like, that's it. I won, I'm a healthy person now, and you can just be done for the rest of it. You, You... have a bigger destination in mind. It's not one race, one PR, one whatever finish line. There's a bigger destination involved. Right. And and this goes back to what we talked about last week about how health and our health journey, our running journey, it's all about the daily practices that we do. And this doesn't mean that you can't be happy with where you are right now because you're still working towards something because you're unfulfilled. But you can... Be happy where you are right now and still have that desire to improve because I think that gets confusing for a lot of people. They say like, oh, I want to be happy where I am right now or I want to be happy with my body right now. But if if I'm doing things to improve it, then that means I'm not happy where I am right now and that's not true. Like I think that some people want to separate those two things but in reality, those two things are, are very connected. Like you can still... Be very happy with who you are right now, with where you are in your health journey, and still want to improve because I believe that we should all be trying to improve our entire life. Like, we never stop. Like, the learning journey never stops. The health journey never stops. Like, none of it ever stops. It's all about who we are that we're working towards these healthy daily habits, these daily practices that make us better people so that we can show up and we can do more good in the world. 
Yeah, that's that's really a, a great point that you make there. When you run a race, um, when you complete that 5K, you know, you, you hit the couch to 5K plan or you've got that bucket list marathon on there, you hit a Boston qualifier, you don't magically become a new person. No. You're still the same person. You know, you go out and run a marathon, however long it takes you. The person standing at the starting line and the person sta- crossing the finish line is the same person. You, you're not suddenly a new, entirely different human being. So if you had, you know, self-conscious issues you weren't a super happy person beforehand crossing a finish line is not suddenly going to make you a fully satisfied happy person right but i would argue that the person starting that's the person standing on the starting line and the person starting the marathon journey four five six months prior are two different people very different people because the transformation does not come once you achieve that race PR or that destination that or that checkpoint along the way. The transformation comes in the daily practice of you choosing to show up, doing all of the hard things, like coming out, doing those runs that you don't feel like doing, doing all of that. That's the transformation. The transformation are all of the steps along the way to get you to that checkpoint to get you to that race that's what it is like the race is just a victory lap yeah it kind of goes back to your story of of backpacking through mountains in in italy there of you weren't on the the most direct ideal path but you had a group that you were with that you enjoyed the group and you were enjoying the journey and the views that we got you were taking it all in oh my goodness but what if you had that person in your journey that was just like this is terrible we should turn back Mm -hmm. we're on the wrong path i don't want to do this my legs hurt yeah like that were that was just complaining the whole time yeah 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 you you were on the the journey with that person that's just mm-hmm. going to ruin it you had if you enjoy the journey you knew you were ju- generally heading towards the destination yeah that's the difference between the person who says i'm going to run a marathon and the person who gets to the starting line you turned yourself into a completely different person to get to the starting line yeah getting to the finish line is a bonus mm-hmm. making it to the town i'm sure was quite an amazing experience itself mm-hmm. but the journey to get there was huge and you you know formed all these connections with the people around you that helped you along on mm-hmm. the journey that that's where you win and then there were all these old italian men playing bocce ball <laughs> that's awesome it was so awesome <laughs> it was so awesome so to get back towards the the health side of this, when you have these destinations that you set as your goals, and like it's I, I need to cross that finish line, I need to hit a PR, I need to whatever. Every time you hit one of these goals, as though it's your final desti- destination, it's going to just leave you wanting another one. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be completely satisfied with that time because yeah. you can always look back on a race and be like, oh, I bet I could have dropped another five seconds. Yeah, you know, yeah, especially if your time is like you know. 2205 or like something that's just like a couple of seconds over that next minute mark like yeah, everybody loves round numbers yeah yeah so it's like <clears throat> it's funny because you can hit a goal and this has happened I think to probably every runner I know it's definitely happened to me like I crossed the line and I'm like holy moly like I didn't think I could run that fast and then the, like in the second like in the same thought practically the same breath i'm like oh, i wonder what else i could do yeah you know it's like like you break through that barrier that you thought was such a a ceiling on you and then once you break through that ceiling you're like oh my gosh look at this amazing sky 
Like you, it's like you thought that that was the ceiling. You thought that that was the end. But then once you break through it, you realize that there's a whole nother world of possibilities out there. Right. So then it's just this continuous check of where, where is the ceiling? And that's, that's the path. That's the path of nonstop experimentation. That's the path of, of your healthy journey towards being the best version of you that you possibly can, Mm. where you're like, I don't know where the ceiling is. Get rid of whatever limits you're putting on top of yourself and just see how high you can climb. But yeah, the uh, so close to to PRs, whether you're like just under a number, just Mm -hmm. over one, because I I don't remember to the second what my like marathon PR is, but I know that I've always wanted to average six minutes. And you always give me the like, ah, you're averaging like 602. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. To me, that's a phenomenal difference. Yeah, but do you really want to average six minutes or do you really want to average 559? Well, I really actually want to break 230, but that's a whole nother question. Yeah. (laughs) So you can choose to see the big map and plot your general direction And then you can also use a detailed map along the way to chart you toward your next checkpoint. Like both are helpful. You need the big map with the general destination. And then you also need a detailed map to get you there, to actually move you the right way towards that destination. And then you have to accept that that destination is probably something that you will never actually reach that destination is so far out that it actually just keeps you moving forward forever that's that's the goal is that you just keep taking this very long journey where you just keep improving yourself day after day and that's how you can keep winning when the goal is improvement from yesterday to today you just keep adding up wins yeah until your goal becomes to set the world record in the 100 meter dash for a 100 year old women I know. You're I'm coming very, for you, lady. You're very excited <laughs> for that one. So if you are looking for some help along your health journey, we are so excited to announce the launch of our new membership program, which is here to give you a path. So we're going to start out with the basics because a lot of people that get into running don't know the basics. They don't master the basics and they just jump into other things. So we're going to give you the basics of running. We're running form, helping you to correct your running form so that you can run more efficiently. We're going to teach you how to avoid the injury cycle because so many people get into this because their running form is not correct or because they're not doing the strength training that they need to do. So we're going to get you familiar with the basics of running, effort-based training, strength training to support you as a runner, running form, breathing, like all of these things that are going to help make you into a better runner. Right. Basically, we're helping to provide the map. We're trying to provide a map without overwhelming. It's the map plus guides along the way because right. the map is really helpful, And but so are people that can help you figure out what the path along that map actually is. Yeah, because sometimes you have a map and you aren't exactly sure what the map is saying. So it's it's helpful to find someone that you can ask a question to. Right. So we're trying to provide the picture, but we're also trying to provide some, some guidance along the way. And not just, hey, follow us, but explanation and reasoning behind it so that you can help actually eventually take control of your own running where you're in a point where you've learned so much, you've got the map given to you, and you can lead your own path towards health. Right, because let's face it, there's so much information out there, it can get really overwhelming. And so we want to do all of the work for you and give you the path and then help you to customize it for you and for your situation. 
You don't have to waste any more time trying to find videos or articles that are going to help you become a better writer or that are going to help you to treat whatever injury you're nursing. Like all of that is included in the membership for you. We're going to help you figure out what muscles you need to target. We're going to give you the exercises in order to do that. We're going to teach you how to get out of that injury cycle once and for all. And that is huge. Right. So if you are interested in this, if you want someone to guide you on the path so that you've got your destination and you've got one direction and you're not shooting off in seven other different directions, but one direction that you can follow, you can find how to get into the membership at our website, realliferunners.com forward slash membership. You guys will be able to find out all the rest of the information over there. So we really hope that we will see you inside our membership program so that we can help you along your health and your running journey. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 98. Now go out there and run your life. <laughs>